0: Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at Burrow.com ACAST. That's 15% off at Burrow.com
1: ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot.
2: is no don't, longer the Chicago
3: mayor. Dude, you can't. Oh, okay. I was going to say, you can't say her name three times. She might stay the mayor. No, no. She she
2: conceded last night. So for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, the, the wonderful mayor of Chicago, Beetlejuice herself, a.k.a. Lori Lightfoot. Yeah, she got her ass kicked out after one term. Um, And I will say this, this is the most disappointed I've been in a politician in a while, not because I believe that she thinks or believes most of anything that I actually believe in, but I'm disappointed because she, when she campaigned in 2019, okay, when she went to win the election in 2019, promised the world and has delivered none of it. And by by promising the world, I mean taking on the the Chicago Teachers Union. I mean crime and all of this other stuff, right? And Mm -hmm. she has been an absolute, utter failure on every level, even the, the bare minimum that I expect from a mayor. Because look, I live in a city that large swaths of it do not represent my values. And the chances of a politician with my value system, getting anywhere in this city are slim and none, and slim has left the building. Mm. But, so how I measure how I'm going to vote, because I will say this, if you do not participate in your municipal elections, you're doing your liberty and your democracy wrong. And yes, that is democracy. That is not just republicanism. That literally is democracy. You have a direct impact on that election. But here in Chicago, we're going to get into a runoff between Brandon Johnson, A.K.A. the the CTU's puppet, and Paul Vallis. Paul Vallis ran away really with the uh, with the election. I'm um, garnering at least 35 percent of the vote, and I have a feeling you're going to see the Willie Wilson vote. You're going to see a few other people. Let's just put it this way. The 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 amount of ground that Brandon Johnson has to make up on Paul Vallis is astronomical at this point in time. Hmm. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, We still don't necessarily know exactly where the vote totals will all shape out because there's over 100,000 mail in balloting situation. So we don't technically know exactly where things stand. But the lead for Paul Vallis is is massive at this point in time. So that's who I ended up voting for. In transparency. And I voted for him largely because of his platform on crime and the fact that he ran CPS, uh, the Chicago Public School System, and took on the teachers' union. He is a representation of some sort of a modicum. Again, culturally, we are not aligned. We are not aligned when it comes to gay marriage and all this other stuff. But again, in this city, who can I get that's going to do the least amount of damage to me? And and that's what that's what I'm finding here. So as I take a look at that, that is good news on a WTF Wednesday. And by the way, I'm Andrew Coppins. He is Pat Ony. This is Critical Thinking. Good WTF Wednesday. Uh, again, you can follow me at The Coppins Show, him at The Pat Ony Show. Pat, um, how how is your WTF Wednesday shaken up so far?
3: Well, I mean, it is the uh, first day of Women's History Month, so um, so I'm glad that we're able to celebrate our our womanhood. It, whoa! Don't no 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 no! I'm I am not a woman. I'm a man. I'm all man. What's a man? Also, what's a woman? Um. Well. Uh, do I have to have the birds and the bees conversation with you on air? Is no, that no, really you don't, is going but down?
2: apparently on, okay, okay. It, it, in, during Women's History Month, we actually have uh-huh. to... So I don't know if you saw this, by the way, Pat, because I didn't have time to pull this one, and we have way too uh-huh. much on WTF Wednesday to get into, but real uh-huh. quick, have you ever... Did you see the podcast episode where uh, two guys took on two feminists in an argument over transgenderism? No. <laughs> I kind of want and to now, so though. The, the feminist were twisted themselves in so many pretzels that when they were talking about um um carnal knowledge, shall we say, right? They uh-huh. they were talking about, so if I'm supposed to believe that I'm gonna get down with a trans woman, right? Is uh-huh. that or is that so if we're physically going there, right? Uh huh. That means it's bumping uglies. That means it's too uh-huh. too Two male apparatuses going at it, right?
3: Right. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, the, the reaction of the feminists, the the mind blowing reaction, is
3: priceless. Uh, I, I mean, <laughs> do you do you have to even? Uh, how how is it that you even have to have that conversation? I mean, have they seriously not thought of that before?
2: Well, you see, because they're women to these people, okay. So, in honor of Women's History Month, and since men have taken over everything, we are going to honor the most manly women at- wait a minute. What? Uh, hang on a second. Wait, wait, wait. I have something here for Women's History Month, Pat. It, it, oh, boy. Just, just it, the, the, the producer told me we've got something here. <clears throat> what you are witnessing is from Sydney, Australia, where rainbow Christians together- And if you read um, and if you were able to zoom in on this um, glitter ashes on Ash Wednesday from, I believe, that is a woman. So we're going to we're going to honor women by suggesting that all are welcome for glitter ashes on Ash Wednesday. Are you sure that's a woman? No, I am not.
3: uh second question um
2: so in honor of women's history month we have come so far in the in the empowerment of women uh, so far in the empowerment of women that we must celebrate non-women taking over everything that is feminine
3: in this world yes yes um second question here though um not necessarily related to the whole women issue but uh Ash Wednesday, isn't that um I mean that, that's a Catholic thing, right? Yeah. Very, very um, much so. Well, so so um glitter ashes is um is that a little sacrilegious in this case? Just a yeah, wee bear? yeah, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. 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 <sighs> WTF, mate. WTF. So,
2: I, Pat. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this is not a Mormon thing, right? Ash Wednesday?
3: Not, no. We don't, yeah. yeah, we
2: don't do that. Okay. So, when you receive the ashes on Ash Wednesday, there's one thing that the priest tells you in in receiving the ashes.
3: Uh-huh.
2: Repent and believe in the gospel. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. So so wait, so what you're saying is if I'm going to go to said church in Sydney mm-hmm. and I'm going to receive my glitter ashes and they tell me to repent and and believe in the gospel
2: yep mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. aren't they contradicting themselves on both levels there because if if I need to repent, that means I also have to repent from my sexual sins, and it is a sexual sin in this case to be homotype sexual, right? and to act on said homotype sexual feelings and and actions, mm-hmm. okay? um so I, I can't repent, but then. And I can't repent because you're condoning what is sinful according to, by the way, the Bible, which is one of the core tenets of all Christianity, not just Catholicism, all Christianity, even now, my faith says that.
2: Yeah, now some denominations will tell you that, remember, that you are dust and dust you shall return, right? That's the other thing that, right. that might come sure. up. Um, but yeah, repent and believe in the gospel. You can't do be well, while you're of those wearing things. glitter ashes, right? Because because yeah. that's going to tell you about repentance. By the way, uh, we're going to talk about this concept a little bit uh, on tomorrow's uh, deep dive Thursday because there's a a potential schism happening happening in the Catholic Church in one of the most well non ironic places for a schism to happen <laughs> in the uh, Catholic Church. Like, like quite literally the, the, the great schism, right? Right. Um, so, uh, we're going to talk about that, but I want you to put this in the back of your mind, right? We're going to give you glitter ashes because why the church of me, right? And then we're going to tell you to repent, repent of what you are an unrepentant sinner literally are an unrepentant sinner, and that's fine by the way, if you do not believe at all in god what what, what moral compass do you actually have right
3: well this is why other this than is yourself important. and what makes you feel good and right right i mean this is this is why we now live in clown world right because yes 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 yeah exactly. you 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 are basically saying evil is good sin is not sin and anything that's actually good is evil and anything that's not sin is a sin at this point is it's kind of where we're at now speaking of clown world pat
1: Uh one instance the trump administration repealed requirements for an electronic braking system because according to them the safety benefits were simply not worth the costs let me say that again, in 2017, the Trump administration decided to repeal requirements for brake upgrades because they didn't think the safety benefits were worth the cost. I think the people of East Palestine know exact, now know that that analysis was wrong and that they're suffering the consequences of rail companies putting profits over people. Now I want to be clear, A full investigation is still needed to determine which, if any, safety regulations might have prevented the accident in East Palestine. But you don't need to be an expert to see that when companies prioritize profits over safety, when they loosen safety rules, lay off thousands of workers, and spend more money on stock buybacks than in preventing accidents, you're flirting with disaster, is so typical of Donald Trump. He does the bidding of corporate sp- to operate a train.
2: Welcome to WTF Wednesday, by the way, folks, um, we we literally this entire show is just full of WTF because I, I and I wanted to put this up front because you mentioned clown world number one, but number two, Pat. There's such th- look. There's leeway, right? In like mm-hmm. maybe taking and cherry picking data, right? There's leeway in cherry picking a situation, right? I- I'm gonna give you some grace there, right? Because being able to manipulate the numbers one way or another is a- is the oldest trick in politics, okay? There's a way to manipulate what somebody said out of context, blah, 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 blah. That should be expected, right? That entire minute and 10 seconds, I can't get back. Isn't a manipulation of data is not a out of context statement from somebody else. It is pure bullshit. It is a 100% lie. There is not a single statement said in there that is truthful. I take that back. There is one. There was an attempt by the Trump administration to change some of these rules. Now, it never actually happened. Nothing ever actually changed. If you were to listen to Chuck Schumer and MSNBC, you would believe that Donald Trump is the one who's responsible for the accident that happened in East Palestine, Ohio, right?
3: Not according to the people of East Palestine.
2: Also, not according to the facts, because the facts, okay? bear out the fact that here's the first important fact even if everything else that we wanted to stipulate out of that absolute pile of garbage that came out of Chuck Schumer's mouth on the floor of the Senate no less even if we want to stipulate all of those things all of them being untrue the only thing that you need to know is that this train, no matter what regulation was or wasn't broken, was in place, wasn't in place, changed or unchanged, this train did not carry enough quote-unquote of the hazardous material to qualify for the breaking rule that they're trying to harangue Donald Trump with. everything else is a moot point from there on out, okay? But, but, quite literally, Pat, every single word uttered on the floor of the Senate by Chuck Schumer in that clip is an utter lie. There's not a modicum of I'm twisting the fact pattern. I'm manipulating data. I'm obfuscating as to when all of this happened. And oh, by the way, Pat, do you know who actually changed the rules about the braking system?
3: I'm gonna guess it's either. It's either going to be Biden or Obama at this point. I'm guessing it but. was
2: Barack Obama's
3: administration. So we can agree on on at least I think this that, that this is a political reaction to Donald Trump going to East Palestine last week, right? This is this is essentially part of, if not the left's response to Donald Trump going to East Palestine. Secondly, not only did Chuck Schumer, as you aptly pointed out, that uh, was all BS in his Mm -hmm. statement there. Um, He is the Senator of what state? Oh, right, New York, New York. He, He doesn't even represent Ohio. And he's speaking on an issue about people he doesn't even represent. And that drives me absolutely crazy. First of all, because he doesn't re- he does not represent the people of Ohio, let alone East Palestine. Yep. Secondly, or actually thirdly, um, Donald Trump showed up there last week. And have we yet had a visit from Joe Biden? Oh, wait, that's right. He was in Ukraine. Giving them money. And military support and escalating us towards World War Three. Here's the thing. Even if he was saying was true about what Donald Trump and they deregulated all of this stuff, even, even if that was hypothetically true for just one second, what Joe Biden just did, what his administration just did during what's going on here in our own country, what he did was far worse.
2: Right. And I want to be abundantly clear on this. Okay. So Donald Trump's administration repealed a 2015 rule mandating trains hauling highly flammable crude oil. But what the media is not understanding about that rule is that that rule is very specific to the amount of highly flammable, okay, that this applies to. This didn't meet the threshold. It doesn't matter. Everything else is moot at that point in time. How do I know this? The National Transportation Safety Board has already made that declaration. The National Transportation Safety Board has come out and debunked every single thing that Chuck Schumer said on the floor of the Senate. And they did it how many weeks ago? Three. They did it within days, within days of this accident occurring. They literally debunked every leftist talking point that came on the Senate floor. Have you heard anybody calling Chuck Schumer out on this from the from, I don't know, Sean Hannity, from Mark Levin, from anybody at Fox News? Nope. 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 Have you talked? This gets my. Blowing just this gets my goat so bad because this is. This isn't playing politics, Okay, This isn't. I mean, it is, but this isn't just a purely political stunt in terms of manipulating data and all the things that I've talked about. This is literally lying. This is Eric Swalwell on crack. This is Hunter Biden type lies, okay? Mm -hmm. On the floor of the Senate. That is a place that in which you can make your political attacks all you want. You can pick numbers that are great for you, bad for the other side, all you want. But you're never supposed to actually lie. Just like flat out lie. What's next, Chuck Schumer? Are you going to accuse Donald Trump of sleeping with your wife? I wouldn't put it past him. Eh, Trump's got a um, how shall we say it a uh,
3: a type and Chuck Schumer's
2: wife ain't it yeah.
3: well I wasn't saying for Donald Trump I'm just saying that uh, Chuck Schumer like, I I, you know what I'm saying years. Like, yeah. well, and we're just gonna let it go
2: we're just gonna move on the majority leader of the United States Senate literally mm-hmm. just lied like it's not even I, I just it's not even a fudging of a a number mm. or the CBO score or some in the weeds, you know, minutia. Right? It's not even a it's uh, lying about a, the facts.
1: That's right. the problem. He's
2: okay, mistaken. he is lying about the facts to do what? As if, as if, you know what? It's Donald Trump's fault that I guarantee you it's Donald Trump's. What the hell are you talking about? Mm. To lay the blame on any president, if this, I would say the same thing about Obama. It's not Obama's fault; it's an accident.
3: Yeah, these things happen. happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this isn't this isn't Biden's fault. This isn't Trump's fault. This isn't Obama. But I mean, here's the thing: they're just. I think what this all comes down to this is just one just one simple thing. Trump went there last week. This is their response. They're trying to throw, do everything they can to throw Trump under the bus because they haven't been able to do much of anything with the Mar-a-Lago raid and January 6th as of late. So they had to do something, right, because now he's starting to look good again because, hey, he went there and supported these people and showed support for these people. What did the Biden administration do? They sent Pete Buttigieg, who can't even find his right hand from his left hand to to even do his damn job. And half the time he's missing an action anyway.
2: Now, Pat, we're Mm going to move forward on WTF Wednesday because you do not know what's coming from the majority of this. this. I'm usually
3: the one that's in charge of WTF, by the way, and I don't know what's coming here. So, So, Pat, I'm going to give you a choice, okay? Mm
2: Mm-hmm. Do you want story time with Corn Pop or story time with Colbert? Uh,
3: which, uh, and, uh, I'm, I'm curious to which one's going to be worse. Let, let, let's start with story time with Colbert.
2: All right. Another surprising development this weekend. Uh, the Department of Energy released a new report saying a lab leak is the most likely origin of the COVID-19 pandemic. Well, there it is. Chinese wet markets, you're off the hook. Let's order a round of pangolin poppers for the table. I love a nice plate of wet apps. Now, if you're, if you're some can we get some civet fingers, please? Now, if like me you're wondering why the Department of Energy is the one making this judgment, it's because that agency oversees a network of U.S. national laboratories, some of which conduct advanced
1: biological research. No, no. Bad energy department. No bio labs until you finish building your electric car charging stations.
2: Stay in your lane. You don't see. You don't see. You don't see. As, as Ben Shapiro pointed
3: out here, uh, Pat,
2: says the comedian making political commentary.
3: Yeah, um, he should stay in his lane and just stick to. Well, here's the well, problem. Is though? Comedy at this
2: point. I was going to. Here's the problem. I'm going to back up a little bit. Okay. Okay. So. For the longest time, David Letterman very clearly a leftist, right? Yeah. Okay. Very clearly. For the longest time, until I would say maybe the mid two thousands, maybe two thousand seven, two thousand eight, somewhere around there, mm-hmm. absolutely freaking literally hilarious. His show was great. It was funny. He poked fun at everybody, right? Johnny Carson okay. was a was a card carrying Democrat. Did you ever know that? No. He was funny as hell. Jay Leno, funny. Not everybody's cup of tea, but funny. I liked him. So this isn't a case of, huh, uh, you're making fun of my side. No, nah, no. Nah. Comedy is comedy. You should be able to laugh at yourself. And if you can't, get a life. Yeah. This is just not. stay in your lane bad department of energy like are you serious with that like that's just pot kettle yeah Uh, really colbert really Uh, i just it's just not even funny but more importantly um (laughs) he goes on to talk about low confidence right right those words are low confidence because of the inability to verify the information because the chinese government won't allow them the access that they need right 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 that's why it's low confidence they they only came to this conclusion because of brand new evidence that has come to their attention over the last couple of months what that is we are not privy to that information right now does it totally matter no but it is important to understand the origin and to those who call me a fool to those who believe that it's time to move forward on action you cannot hold something or somebody accountable if they're unwilling to admit what happened <laughs> if it, you there's a reason why you don't get paroled if you don't admit what happened right if you don't take responsibility yep. more importantly if you if we can't start from the basis of understanding the foundational fact that this came from the Wuhan Institute of Virology, which is what the Department of Energy and the FBI, by the way, firmly believe to be the case to this date. How do you hold the actors accountable if you don't know the basic facts? This would be like trying a murder case and knowing nothing about the the victim at all. No no idea what the murder weapon was, no idea how the victim died, no idea who was around that victim at all, and just randomly throwing a dart. No, I need, I need to know the info so that I can make the right people pay the right price for this. This is the reality that we need to live in. I just WTF with the comedy. Can you just be funny? Because here's the thing Stephen Colbert on the Daily Show was funny. It was hilarious. His caricature of you know a a, a conservative was funny as hell on The Daily Show, right? With Jon Stewart. That was funny for the majority of the time until it became kind of unfunny at the end.
3: Well, John where, Stewart, where's where, where that? Was
2: where's that? We can talk about mm-hmm. SNL. They've only featured Joe Biden seven times. They've never featured a single Korean jump Pierre. If you are so unwilling to go down the route of offending somebody because of either their race or their, their culture. And here's the thing. You'll never be. The funny. only thing that's funny on SNL right now is the, um, the two guys that do uh, weekend update I don't know if you've seen this or not
3: yeah I've, I've seen I've seen some I haven't seen any recently
2: but what they've started to do especially for Black History Month is they told reverse racial racial jokes <laughs> okay. so so the white guy would tell the jokes about like basically the you know um like the the black racial joke and then the the black guy would tell the white racial joke and it w- it's hilarious. It is funny as all hell. So they're willing to go down that route. So why are you unwilling to offend Corinne Jean Pierre? Is it because she's on the, the other part of the 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 spectrum of wokeness, the spectrum of intersectionality? Because she happens to be a lesbian. Does it matter? She is literally golden material for, for SNL so is joe biden especially over the last couple of weeks right mm. like they're unwilling to even go there this yeah. is how unfunny comedy has become unfunny all right yeah speaking of comedy and unfunny pat i think it is time for us to go with a little bit of story time with with uh, corn
3: pop perl Nelson, military She'd come in and do things that I don't think you learn in medical school, nursing school. She'd whisper in my ear. I didn't, couldn't understand him. She'd whisper. She'd lean down. She'd actually breathe on me to make sure that, I was, that there was a connection, a human connection. She went home and brought back her pillow. <laughs>
2: <What>? <laughs>
3: Did any of that make sense to you? Because it didn't make sense to me. So this was
2: at a healthcare event in, I believe... Oh boy. Um, I want to say this was in Virginia Beach because I was like, "Is this a story that was told a while ago?" Because what the, what the, it, what is the context of this,
3: right? Well, was he? So, it, was what? this by chance his nursing home in Virginia Beach? <laughs> <laughs> See, folks,
2: that's called comedy. All right, yeah. uh, but yes, he was talking about an ICU nurse from. When he had that double aneurysm back in 1988, remember, that's really why he didn't run for president in 88, or had to pull out of running for president. Hmm. Um, he had double aneurysm in his brain. Okay. I actually didn't know that. Right. but That is the creepiest story you could pop. Of all the stories of, or all the things that you could tell about, I don't know, Nurse Pearl Nelson that's the one you, you had to go into the she whispered into my ears sweet nothings it, it, it's creepy it's pervy it's the in you yes oh. so he could feel a human connection Okay,
3: okay. this is getting creepy now <laughs> right
2: that's my point this whole thing is creepy i, I just wow I, I just she'd whisper and then lean down I what what are we what did you just get done watching skinamax like what what is going on here
3: Are, here, here's my other question: Are we sure this was a woman? <laughs> <laughs> Just, I mean, come on! Like, are are we sure? I mean, all all he was talking about was the need for for human contact, right? Are we sure this was even a woman?
2: Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <sighs> all right. I've got a little bit more for you, though. So. Less do you think that we are not um, both sides as we should, right? Because we can offend both sides, because we can critically think here. We're, we're going to go to the Donald Trump. Yep,
3: yep. I was going to say, did you want to do the B or not the B? Yeah. yeah let's give Izzo's pocketbook a, a break today. Okay, I'll save this one then. Because, oh
2: boy. Ahem. <clears throat> Um, Donald Trump on real truth, uh, truth, social or whatever. Great uh-huh. poll numbers are springing forth for your favorite president. Me against Ron DeSantis and Biden. I guess people are finding out that he wanted to cut social security and raise the minimum age to at least 70, at least four times. Likewise with Medicare wanted big cuts. All of that in caps, by the way. He is a wheelchair-over-the-cliff kind of guy, just like his hero, failed politician Paul Ryan, the Fox News ratings destroyer who let Mitt Romney's presidential campaign down the tubes. Globalists all, we want America first. As Noah Rothman, of all people, points out, I have no idea what the Republican base responds to these days, but the Paul Ryan granny attack ad? Gone from beyond the pale to best practice over the last decade. What? Yeah. What? Just, just what the f- is? I, I'm failing to understand how this is a good thing for Donald Trump.
3: Well, we knew that he would eventually go back to stupid after doing something good. Here recently in East Palestine, right, and here, here, here you go. Less than a week later, folks. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: uh, so we're we're going with the democratic talking points of 15 years ago. Not even. I don't even. One of the most despicable political ads of all time was that ad against Paul Ryan, right where they they showed granny going over the cliff, right? It's one of the most despicable ads Mm -hmm. to have ever run. And furthermore, hey, President Trump, what are you going to do about insolvency of Social Security? That's going to happen if you were to become President of the United States of America again. What's your plan, bro? And, And then also on top of that, Let's deal with the reality of how Medicare and how Social Security were set up. Why do you receive Social Security at 62 and a half, Pat? Or I
3: actually don't really answer it? that question.
2: Um, because the average life expectancy was 65 years old. So you received it for a very short amount of time. That's how that system was supposed to work, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. You're going to receive this for the last few years of your life. The average life expectancy today is 82 years. We're expecting the same amount of money to work for 20 years as it was supposed to work for three and a half. See, Social Security was a bet by the government, right? Mm -hmm. And that bet was what? It's the same bet as an insurance company. I'm making a bet that I'm going to live a really long time and you're going to pay me some money, right, over that course of my lifetime um, after I decide to retire. And the bet by the government is you ain't going to live past 65. That's the bet. Well, guess what? Everybody's basically winning that bet now. The vast majority of people are living well beyond 65. Like, probably in the 95 percentile
3: range. I'm not even sure that I'm even going to see Social Security by the time I get to retirement. It's
2: an impossibility right now. Mm -hmm. So my generation and the generation before us, Pat, we all know we're not getting it. It ain't going to be there. It can't because they keep kicking the can down the road. So here's the honest discussion, Donald Trump. What plan do you have to make sure and ensure that the money that I have paid in my entire adult and child working life, right? All the money that I've paid in that I actually get back because that's the promise that you made to us. How do you guarantee that? There are only three ways that that works. You begin phasing in for the people who are starting right now, right? Phase it in, phase in. Those people who are starting today, beginning to earn from here on out, your age is 70. You can't touch it until you're 70. Secondly, for those that are under the age of 35, you won't be able to touch it until you're 65 instead of 62 and a half. For everybody else, you're going to get the full benefit that you are owed when you were supposed to get it because we owe you that. And you have a long enough history of paying into this program. For you to earn that. It's just that simple. There's nothing radical about that suggestion. Anybody who is, is doing that is just using this as a fear tactic. And it's been that way for 15, 20, 30 years of my entire basically my entire life, Pat. Donald Trump is using the leftist fearmonger playbook. What the hell is this? What is this? Other than an attempt to smear Ron DeSantis? Uh, and more importantly, Ron DeSantis just does what? Swats it away. You're you're not landing a punch. Ron DeSantis just literally looks at him and goes, "Yeah, he's an idiot," and, and moves on to making sure that Florida does Florida things. Which is and by the way, have you seen a, the ad right. that launched in in response to his new book that that came out? That's came out yesterday to whose new book ron desantis has a book out oh i didn't know that yeah yeah so he also launched an ad and the ad is basically like florida values and how you take Mm. florida on a national scale it was freaking brilliant in my view like seriously donald trump um to the side
3: i think somebody's um starting to run a smart campaign before even getting into a campaign
2: yeah Mm -hmm. right -hmm. in the book right releasing the Mm -hmm. book probably about four months ahead of what an actual presidential run Mm -hmm. he's gonna wait through the legislative session that will happen in june in florida and then he'll look forward
3: he was, has a focus job. focused on do.
2: getting the damn job done there first, mm-hmm. which is what he should do. Oh, and by the way, did you also see what he who he appointed to the board that's going to oversee the whole Disney situation? No. Oh my Pretty god! Blue. It was one of the moms from uh, in Florida from one of the groups that literally opposed them as groomers
3: is it mom's mom's for liberty or whatever it is? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yes. Yep. That is awesome.
2: Uh-huh. That is that, awesome, my friend, is how you win and troll at the same time. Not what not what you do, Donald Trump with your truth social whatever. Yep. Like like seriously, the the WTF part of this is if you are having to use Democratic talking points that have been debunked for 15, 20 years to attempt to win, you've already lost. And we're not even through. Well, actually, we're just into March. It's March 1st, March 1st, 2023. So we still got a full year plus nine months to go.
3: Almost. Interestingly enough. um, this is how you would in any culture war this is how what ron desantis is doing is how you beat win a culture war
2: mm-hmm.
3: flat out mm-hmm. i'm not saying politicians can win a culture war i'm not saying you should rely on a politician to win a culture war yeah but this is this is the kind of people you put into office to do that yes
2: all right so i got two more um okay we're going to stick with the MAGA
0: theme for this one, though. Okay. Just from a different perspective. How did we get to a point where we treated other human beings as slaves and, and were okay with that? When I, when I see the, the Make America Great Again, my comment is, do you, do, you, do you accept that that could possibly be construed as a racist remark? And most people, a lot of people go, how could that be racist, make America great again? I said, so just ask yourself from, from an African-American experience, when was it ever great in America for the African-American? When was it great? So if you're making it great again, it's not including them. So it's, it's to teach us in the woke world to open up and, and accept the possibilities that our privilege has created blind spots for us. And maybe I haven't seen... What-
2: That's Brian Cranston of uh, Malcolm in the Middle fame and, and other uh, Breaking Bad, right? He was in Breaking Bad. Bad? Yeah. yeah.
3: He was Walter White. Uh-huh. Okay. What the hell is he... I haven't read it yet, but have you seen Jason Whitlock's response? No. I have not. You want me might, to go take have, a look
2: at it? Is it on Twitter?
3: Okay. Uh, uh, I, I saw it on Facebook, but I mean it, it might be on Twitter. It I I I would be curious to see. I, I'm sure he had a great response to it, but but here's here's my thing. The concept of make America Great Again really had nothing to do with race at all. Period, point blank, amen.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And you're making it about about something that it's not. Um, and to answer his question, when was it ever great for 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 Black Americans? I mean, I, I guess I guess post civil rights movement. I mean, what rights? What rights do they not have that 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 we have today? That would be that would be my, my one question to Brian what, what rights do they have or not have that we have today what are they what opportunities do they have that we don't have
2: okay I understand where you're going. I can also understand the some of the point that he is attempting to make here is that there are people who have had a leg up there if you deny that that there was a institutional leg up, at some point in time, right? Sure. That, sure. That's, that's equally as stupid, in my view.
3: Oh, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not arguing that at all.
2: But, 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 mm. but, the thing that you need to take umbrage with, before we even get into all of that, Pat, mm. is did you notice the very first five to ten seconds of that clip? Do you want me to play it again for you? Yeah, play it one more time.
0: How did we get to a point where we treated other human beings as slaves? And and were okay with that.
3: Uh, so the whole treating other human beings as slaves, are are we are we still treating other human beings as slaves? So,
2: so Jason Willock had this to say on Twitter, and then I'm gonna read a letter that he actually wrote to Brian Cranston on this hmm. topic, okay? Brian, okay. you babbled at the beginning of your rant as if America's founding fathers invented slavery. And this is the lie of the 1619 Project and the leftist Marxist morons right. from the very get-go, okay? They inherited the planet-long institution and wrote a constitution that made its demise inevitable. That's, that's a true reality because it, it was always it- going to lead – because of the, the nature of what took place in that compromise, right, mm-hmm. uh, the three-fifths compromise and all those things, it was inevitable that we were going to have this question fester and fester and fester until one side, one or the other. That That was an inevitability in my view. Right. Okay. So with that being said, here is the letter that Jason Whitlock actually wrote. Um, and he wrote it um yesterday, February 28th, 2023. Dear Brian Cranston, my childhood was great. And and this is something that Jason Whitlock has talked about ad nauseum on his show. Okay. My childhood was great. We lived in the ghetto. Hope and joy filled the tiny apartment I shared with my brother and mother after my parents divorced. High school was even better. I captained a nationally ranked undefeated football team. My senior year, I shared a one-bedroom, 400-square-foot apartment with my dad. I earned a football scholarship to Ball State University. The five years spent on campus comprise uh, many of my fondest memories. I would do those five years over and over again until eternity. The two decades I spent as a newspaper journalist in Bloomington, Indiana, Rock Hill, South Carolina, Ann Arbor, Michigan, and Kansas City, Missouri were tremendous. I started at the bottom working part time for $5 an hour and became one of the most successful sports writers of my era. America was great for me from 1967 till about 2012. I'm black. Both of my parents are black. Their parents were black too. I'm 55 years old. When I hear former President Donald Trump and his supporters say make America great again, I don't interpret that nostalgia as subtle or overt racism. I hear it as a call for many to return to sanity, to return to a time when America at least pretended to judge men by the content of his character. Brian, I saw some of your interview with CNN's Chris Wallace. The exchange where you claimed the slogan make America great again is some sort of bigoted dog whistle. You said, when I see Make America Great Again, my comment is, do you accept that it could possibly can be construed as a racist remark? Chris Wallace should have stopped you right there. Only someone on a 24-7, 365 hunt for racism would hear that slogan and think it's racist in nature. Bill Clinton said the exact same thing in 1991 when he launched his bid for the White House to win the White House. Clinton finally referred to it as the first was, for, was referred to as the first black president. Clinton was not and is not black. He's a stereotypical politician, a man unafraid to distort reality for his own benefit. To you, once Trump adopted the slogan, MAGA became a confederacy code word. Brian, you and Bill Clinton are both actors. You feign concern for black people while seducing us with lies. Your statements to Chris Wallace come off as condescending and racist. You continued. A lot of people go, how could that be racist to make America great again? I said, so just ask yourself from an African-American experience, when was it ever great in America for the African-American? So if you're making it great again, it's not including them. As of 2020, roughly one in 10 black people living in America migrated from Africa. That's 10%. In 1980, it was only 3%. So the plight of Black people in America is so miserable that real Black Africans are choosing to immigrate to this country by choice, not by slave ship. America is and has been the safest, most prosperous, most opportunity-rich land for Black people for the last 60 years. That's why Africans and other Black people from around the globe choose to relocate here. They want what I experienced in the 70s, 80s, 90s, and 2000s, freedom and opportunity derived from the greatest constitution ever written. They have no interest in debating whether men have periods or can get pregnant. They want to compete on the most level playing field in the world. They may not be Christians, but they want what Christianity created. America stopped being great a decade ago. Social media accelerated American culture's culture's descent into wokeness and secularism. America turned demonstrably hostile to a biblical worldview and patriarchal leadership. It prioritized victimhood over victory. It stopped pursuing equality for opportunity in favor of equality of outcome. Equity is the gateway drug to mass corruption. Equity fuels entitlement. It sends people on a search to discover what makes them worth Uh, What makes them worthy of special consideration. Equity is at the root of identity politics, gender dysphoria, and racial division. Equity is utopia's Bible. Utopia is the left's favorite nonsensical conspiracy theory. They're determined to create it around the world. Brian, you don't believe black people can compete in the system George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, and Ben Franklin designed? You babbled at the beginning of your rant as if America's founding fathers invented slavery. They inherited the planet-long institution and wrote a constitution that made its demise inevitable. Their foresight and the sacrifice of many others over two centuries made America great, not perfect, great. He continues on from there, but I I can't think Every, of a better he, takedown of that.
3: No, I mean, he just everything that I said before you read that, by the way, he put into much more elegant terms than I ever could.
2: Mm-hmm. 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 and frankly the the thing that um, for me we don't even have to go to where you did and Jason Whitlock did all no. we need to do is skip to the bottom you think that slavery is uniquely American because you've bought into the lie that 1619 and leftist Marxist ideology tells you you've bought that line hook line and sinker Slavery is as old as humanity. It's still in existence today. Literal slavery still exists today. The suggestion that Brian Cranston and others have here is not that slavery is an evil in that it set people back, right? Because we can, because I firmly do believe that. Sure, that sure, absolutely. There's there still some catch-up to be made, right? Like, there are still things that, that are not perfect, okay? Absolutely. But when I look at a city like Chicago, when I look at a city like Milwaukee or St. Louis, which we'll get into in just a second, because it's insane what what I witnessed on Tuesday. Um. When I take a look at that, Pat, what do we see? racial segregation, poverty, black people hurting other black people, white people hurting other white people, Hispanics, blah, 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 blah. We can go down and down and down down these roads. America is still a land of opportunity for all the things that we've gotten wrong, for all the things that we've done wrong. People still flock here because of opportunity. Uh, Slavery, as if this is some sort of, when did slavery become a thing that we would do to other human beings? From the bleeping beginning, you moron. What makes America, what has made Western civilization unique is that it is the only civilization that has called out the oldest thing that human beings have done to each other as an evil, as a sin, as wrong, and it attempted to eradicate it from the face of the earth. That hasn't happened in Muslim culture. In fact, if it were up to vast majorities of the Muslim culture, slavery would be in full effect And it is. Look at what's going on in the Taliban. Look at what's going on in all sorts of areas of North Africa, of West Africa. That's what makes America great, is that it is unique. It is an idea that is wholly imperfect, but unique. And it's the opportunity to perfect off of that uniqueness. Whether you are white, black, Hispanic, Asian, doesn't matter. And it largely hasn't mattered. Have there been people that have been oppressed at times in American history? Absolutely. Sure. Guess what, Brian Cranston? Some of your ancestors were oppressed in this country when they came over here. They looked just like you did, they were white. Some of my ancestors would have been oppressed had they gone to certain parts of this country. They were smart and didn't do that, and they ended up emigrating to Wisconsin, where they found a vast big German culture, an Irish culture, a Belgian culture, all of which were part of the oppressed side of things in the 1830s and 40s in 90s, even into the 1890s, even into the early 1900s. Why do you think Costa Nostra is a thing and was a thing? Largely because of the need for the feeling for need of protection, right? And of course that these people were criminals, but uh, but it had a dual purpose. The oppression Olympics that, that these white liberal suburban you know college educated blah 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 individuals now the ironic part here is Brian Cranston has less than a degree has the same amount of a less of a degree that I do from a from a college what makes him smart other than the fact that he appeared on a, t- a couple of hit television shows Well one of them he was a chemist. Played a chemist, right? He is not one. No, you're right. He's not smarter than anybody else. All he's no. doing is regurgitating talking points.
3: Well, that's all. Well, he's not thinking question, for himself. Why? Why was he there talking about this
2: in the first place? He is a white dude talking about Black History Month. Oh yeah, why? Why? Don't understand it. Never will. No, never will. I don't. I don't get it. You haven't lived the black experience in America? You have no idea. It, it And here's the thing. The suggestion that everybody who is black lives the same experience is asinine. It is utterly asinine. Because ah, it's just, guess what? There are people who are hip-hop fans, right?
1: Mm-hmm. There are
2: people who are into EDM. There are people who are into heavy rock. There are people into... Uh, country music. There are people who are into comic books as well as into sports and into cars and into, oh, that's right, because everybody is an individual. How about we start there, Brian Cranston? Everybody is an individual. And if you start treating them as such, you're going to find yourself in a position in which, I don't know, people actually like talking to you and people actually like being around you, you smarmy smug a-hole. Make America Great Again is can be construed as racist, sure, to the 0.01% of people who are in the woke academia world, sure, right, but what are you talking about to the rest of America? Because the story of people like Jason Whitlock, the story of people all over this country who end up. And we talked about this, I believe, on Monday's show, Pat. How many people move from poverty to millionaire status in a span of a year? A lot. And how many people end up with nothing after being multimillionaires? A lot. How does that happen? Because of opportunity, because of circumstance? Yes, partially. But opportunity, circumstance, education, uh, will, Right. Right place, right time. Sometimes it happens because of bad decisions or right decisions or all sorts of things. Okay. But the ultimate arbiter of how we move in this society, what makes America unique in that aspect is that you can do that. You can't do that in Nigeria. You can't do that in India. You don't get to do that in China. Right. Your station is your station. Stay in your lane, Stephen Colbert. And with that, Pat, your final thoughts. You mean Brian Cranston? No, I meant Stephen Colbert because I was quoting him.
3: Oh, right, right. right. Gotcha. Fair enough. Stephen Colbert, Uh, 2023. Final thoughts? Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And I'm going to ask again, in honor of Women's History Month, what is a woman? Please be smart, be safe, be kind, make sure you eat all of
2: your meals today, and Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice is dead. As always, Matthew 547.
0: Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts?